0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com No, I'm good, I'm good. Rabotai, we, uh, we are going to speak about today a halakha that has to do all year round with, uh, with uh, the halakhot of the, a certain aspect in tefillah as well as avodah zara and what we do on Yom Kippur. And that topic is Bowing down. I get this question often: is that the way that the Muslims pray, that they put their carpet on the floor, and then they uh, and then and they prostrate themselves? Is that called something that is against Judaism, and or or not? And my answer to them always is: is that it's very probable that the Muslims got it originally from uh, from from the Jews, and this has been going on for uh, uh, for a very long time. The Rambam writes in the Laws of tefillah that there are three different ways how to pray. The Rambam writes; he writes Yeshiva, Amida, The Rambam says there are three types of ways. There is standing, there is uh, sitting, and then there was is uh, bowing down. Rambam says, and uh, and because of that. There are those who uh, who are medayek in the Rambam that uh, before he says Ashrei he should be sitting, not necessarily standing. There are those who are medayek in the Rambam that way, but here the Rambam writes in Hilchot Perik Dalid, Halacha Bet, Halacha Aleph. He says there's there's eight things that a person has to be careful when he prays, and among them he writes Hachria. Bowing and 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 totally and totally prostrating himself. And later in the in the Rambam he says What is considered bowing down? rosho. He picks up his head. after he finishes bowing in shmonai. said the fifth bowing. He sits on the floor. His face goes down on the floor, and he does all the tachanim that he wants. So the Rambam says that means totally prostrating himself, and he says Kidah, If a person does kidah, which is which is a form of of only his face, which is crouching on his face, that's one way. And is totally having Mamash as if he is with his hands and feet below. So that's a very interesting way of tefillah that we don't see people doing that nowadays. The Rambam says that is a form of tefillah. Now the Rambam says also in the laws of Avodah Zarah that this form of, of, um, of, of tefillah, one has to be careful, he cannot do it on a stone floor because there's a special prohibition that that that's written in uh, in in para, in Sifir, uh, vayikra that you shouldn't bow on as on an even Maskit you shouldn't bow down on a um, on, on on a on a stone floor why because this is how the of the Goim will do it so it's it seems like it's like ofudazara even though your kavana is not for ofudazara and the only time where you would get lashes for doing such a thing is when you lie down totally. And therefore the Rambam says and the only exception to do it is the Beta Migdash, then you're allowed because it says be um, you can't, but in 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 the Beta Migdash you're allowed. And therefore the Rambam says famous words and therefore to put different carpets down in the batiknisiot that have stone on them or all types of straw in order to separate between their face and the rocks and if he didn't find anything else then he has to bow down somewhere else so therefore he doesn't stick his hand his head to the to the to the floor. So you see from the Rambam that there's a special prohibition, a not bowing down on a stone floor, and therefore you have to put an interruption between that and the stone floor. Where does this come into effect? We don't usually do Ishtachavaya nowadays, and we spoke about this in a previous shiur that nowadays that we do. Uh, we don't do really do nefilata tapayim the way that it's supposed to be it's really supposed to be like the rambam said after you finish the filah, we go totally on the floor but we don't do that nowadays because uh we are we don't have enough kavana to be able to do that and it's dangerous if you don't have kavana you could you could harm yourself even therefore we don't even do the the way that that to putting our our hands on our on our on our um uh, our head on our hands, the way that Ashkenazim do. We used to do it also. Just recently, at a stop, because we do a very powerful mizmor of the David Hashem Elecha. I gave a shiur about a few weeks ago. You can find it online also, and on, I think on Torani time. Now, the the, uh, the 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 power that there is to this Hishdachavaya is something so powerful that we we basically toned it down. But there was one time that they always did it is when in the Beit HaMikdash when they said the Shem HaShem when they heard the Shem HaShem so everybody prostrated on the floor that's what it used to be and therefore nowadays the only time we really uh, we really have that example is on, Rosh Hash, on Yom Kippur on Yom Kippur the, 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 when the Chazan says uh, like, the, uh, like the service that was done in the Beit HaMikdash so he would say when people would bow down, and people, people actually do that to show and to resemble what was done in the Bet Hamikdash. That's what's written in the Torah. chav al hayu Anytime they would hear, they would they would basically bow down when they hear the name of Hashem. And this is what also is found in the Sfarim Chitzonim that when Rabbeinu Chania ben Akaneh uh, uh, said the name of Hashem. His Talmidat, his Talmidim, he would teach the name of Hashem, the, the 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 long name of Hashem that had a lot of power to it. So they would all fall on the floor for Yinat Shemaim. And therefore, says the Tur, Vehen Anu Osim We also do this for an example, and we prostrate ourselves fully, which is why the I Minhag mean, you see in the synagogues uh, by the Ashkenazim and by most You'll see why I say most in a moment. Is that as soon as the, the the chazan says uh, say, say, says this this part in the avoda on the musaf of Yom Kippur everybody uh, everybody bows down. Now you have to remember what the Rambam said that you can't bow down on a stone floor, and therefore you can't bow down on anywhere that has a floor unless you have an interruption between you and the floor, and that's why people bring a towel with them before on Yom Kippur in order to do that. Now, granted, our floors are not always stone. Many places use porcelain tiles. Porcelain tiles is made from earth, and that the Magen Avram and Siman Kuf Lamed Aleph towards the end says that 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 porcelain is not the same as stone, so it shouldn't be forbidden. But that's on the Deoraita level, but on a Derabbanan level, we don't allow bowing down on any floor unless there's an interruption. How about a carpet like we have over here? Carpet that's totally like set to the. How do you call it a carpet over here? A fixed carpet. That's uh, that's attached to the ground, so that type of carpet is a makhluket from Shulam and Rabbi If it's a hefsik Because on the bottom of that you're you're going to have stone, and they have a makhluket whether that's called a interruption or not. And it's better to have something else in the middle. Uh, uh, the only thing your clothes are not going to make an interruption. So the only thing that's going to make an interruption is if you bring if if you bring your talit. Your talit is going to make interruption. If you don't have something, you have to make and you have to make sure that it covers at least the face because that's. Kida' al apaim is also forbidden, which means that on your face it's forbidden, so you have to make an interruption. That would be the halakhah. That's what's brought down in the, 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 the tour in Simon Tavrishchaf Aleph. And the Ramah also brings it down that this is the halakha Now the problem is, what does the shaliach Tzibur do? The shaliach Tzibur is praying, and he, it, it, he he can't walk around and bow down, and he can't move because he has the Bima in front of him. So the Mishtabura brings... Uh, that 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 it's actually a problem. The Taz actually brings this problem down, and the Taz says he doesn't think it's such a big deal because he could really just walk a little bit and then bow. Because walking says the Taz from Simanchet and the Shulchan Aruch is not a hefsek regarding the laws of tzitzit. It, it, it's not called a hefsek, and over here too, walking is not called a hefsek. Says the Taz. So one would technically be able to walk a little bit and bow down. That's what the Shulchan will be able to do. The Shulchan brings that down. But he brings that. Nowadays, a lot of people, they have that Chazan, has a special shtender that's able to be moved, and then he bows down, you know, because he, he moved the, the shtender away. Nevertheless, um, in Morocco, the custom was by many places where they didn't even bow down. Rabbi Shalom Esas brings this down in Shemesh el Simanun Zayin. Rabbi David Ovadia brings this down. The, uh, uh, the the um, the the Sefer Mishpuchan Avoten Atiyah um, brings that he saw this in uh, in many places in his setting. Rabat the only place, the only there was only one Chacham who would bow down. But on the other hand, many many communities they all bow, and I, I I myself saw communities, Moroccan communities growing up that everybody would bow, everybody would bow. So there's a teshuvah about this. In the Sefer Kerem Chemer of Rabbi Avram Ankawa, lived in the, in the end of the 1800s. He was the uncle of Rabbi D'Feil Ankawa, and he writes in Chelik Betziman Yud Aleph that he says that he saw people being noheg this way, and he does. And the Shaliach Tzibur would not do it. So why doesn't the Shaliach Tzibur do it? So he explains it could be that the Shaliach Tzibur he is in place of the Kohen Gadol. It's not necessarily so that the Kohen Gadol would bow down. Maybe every... The Bukhari himself was saying the name. Everybody else who heard the name would bow down. But the Kohen Gadol not necessarily was bowing down. So it says the Kerem Khmer, it could be that the Sherech Sibur doesn't have to bow. He just he just could could be Korea as much as he can. But it seems to be from him also that most people would bow down. Uh, and, and then he brings from Rav Khalifa Ibn Malka. Khalifa Ibn Malka was... Uh, was, was is born in the city of Agadir, that's in the south of Morocco, and Rav Khalifa bin Malka was a uh, was a great Chacham who wrote a safer called Kafnaki, which recently got printed from a Yad. The Chida, uh, the Chida, was uh, uh, praises the, this this book, Kafnaki, and there uh, uh, the Kafnaki writes uh, a justification uh, on why some people uh, wouldn't do it, but he himself also, if I'm not mistaken, says. That uh, uh, that people should uh, should bow. So there was definitely, I have to double check on the Kafnaki, but he brings the Kafnaki over there that people, that there's definitely, there was a custom of bowing for generations. And even though there are some who says they didn't bow, Rabbi Shalom, is, uh, uh, they, uh, some say because that brings to Bilbul Kefila, it brings to, you know, if people don't concentrate, they bow down, they don't know when to get up. I think on the contrary, it brings a lot of Yirat Shamaim that people, during this time, they hear. It's like they're hearing the name of Hashem and they're bowing down. It's like the Minag of Baruch Hu Baruch Shemo or the minhag of um, of standing during Aseret Yibrot. These are all Minagim that bring a lot of Yirat Shamaim and bring a lot of strength. And most of Am Yisrael does it. So, uh, And there were communities who did it as well, so I don't think people should stop this minhag if they're from Morocco and they hear that their people didn't do the minhag they definitely should continue like it seems to be that this was uh, uh, that this was the common custom so once again uh, the time where we found bowing was something that was a long uh, a long standing just to wrap up there was a long standing custom that, that the Muslims do it today they replicated from us the Rambam says this was the proper way to do tefillah lying on the floor we don't do it nowadays because I, we don't have that same kavana, so it kind of like it was watered down. The Gemara in Masechet Megillah says that that already in the time of in Masechet Megillah of Chavbet, it, 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 it's written over there that the Chavbet Mudbet it says Abin saw and Rava the they would go on the side and they wouldn't totally um, they wouldn't totally bow down. Because they, so there's a different shot in the Gemara Where Adam Chashuv shouldn't bow down or not But either way it, we already see that It wasn't an obligation of bowing It was, it's a, it was kind of like a, It was a process of doing it So if it's not called already an obligation I guess people didn't take it But it definitely has sources That's what I'm trying to bring it as sources And the only time that we do it Is Dugma when it, As as a reminder what they did in the Bet migdash. So we don't ever do Hishta chavaya which is interesting, but the most that we do is by Yashkenazim, they fall on their on their hand, and that is the most that we get to nowadays. It just shows how we have uh, degenerated throughout the generations, and we don't have the same tefillah that we used to have in Yehi that Hashem should bring us back to the Beit HaMikdash, and we should yeah. do all the tefillot ketikunah, Amen, k'en You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.